Hello, everybody. This conversation will be more than you can handle. But hey, <laughs> I'm told I'm more than you can handle. So I'll help you get through it, all right? Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to More Than You Can Handle. Healthy, sexy, and inspired. Now your host, Sarah Moore. Hello, everyone, and this is Sarah Moore, and you're listening to More Than You Can Handle, healthy, sexy, and inspired. And I'll tell you every time that my goal of this podcast is to have you laughing, thinking, and getting excited about your purpose, and hopefully giving you more than you can handle. Now, you can find me on social media platforms at Sarah Moore Health and online at sarahmorehealth.com. So it's Instagram, Sarah Moore Health, Facebook, Sarah Moore Health. And also Twitter, Sarah M underscore health. And Sarah is with an H. So today on the episode, um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about sexual energy and conscious sex. Now, I'm very excited about this, and it will be a theme that's brought into this podcast in various levels and forms because um, I think it's not talked about enough. And if it is talked about, it's still put in a taboo form or manner. Or as grown adults, we're weird about just having an open conversation about sex. Like even if we meet a new partner and say that we want to have conscious sex with that partner. Now, granted, if you're not talking about this, you're probably not saying conscious sex. But there's just not communication happening. And um Anyway, so I want to break that down in various levels as this podcast goes on because, you know, I'm beginning to work with clients on channeling sexual energy and and being conscious of it. And that doesn't always mean like sex with a partner is involved. So um, I just find it fascinating. I find the body and sexual energy fascinating. And of course, energy in general and how we attract and reject and how we feel around energies and positive and negative, toxic, however you want to say it, dark energies, light energy. Um, and so that's, that's what I want to talk about today. And so why is it important? Well, whether you're in a committed relationship or not, whether you have a partner or not, ideally sex is a part of that. If it, hasn't, if it is no longer, I would say address why. And if it is, how do you feel about it? Is it just something that y'all are doing because you feel like you got to meet the need for the week or the month or whatever? Or is it something you're doing because you're conscious about it and it's a time you're set up and um, it's, it's meaningful to you? And I do believe that you can have good conscious sex and not be in love with someone. So I know that some people will be like, no way, but... For women, we have so many conditions around um, sex and how we're looked at for being sexual and not the necessarily the conversation I'd want to have with my daughter at 13, which we're not talking about sex, but, but she also is aware because she's listened to TikTok and we discuss these things about shaming of women, calling women hoes or sluts or you asked for it or maybe you shouldn't have worn this. And so as women... We're typically 
not even taught, but maybe it's just put out there that even the way we dress can be risque or this or that. Instead of just like we're not allowed, I say allowed in quotations as you can't see me, to just kind of come into our body as our own and feel ourselves out, you know. And parents, I always want to believe, do the best they can. But even with women and, and young girls exploring their body, that's not really taught to us. Like, you can touch yourself and it's okay. Is there appropriate times to touch yourself? Yes. Should anyone else touch you? No. But being afraid or not knowing your body, I think is a disservice to women in the long run because ideally then you get to know your body by your partner touching your body instead of you knowing it. And then you're exploring how you feel with someone else. And that might not be a positive experience. And so you need to begin to explore and understand and know um, yourself. And I will be honest, I had, you know, a wonderful, I won't say wonderful maybe, but I had a good sex life when I was married. That wasn't an issue. But, you know, I had had sex before marriage you know, in college. And I won't say they were meaningful or anything good. I chose to, um, I wasn't a big dater. I wasn't trying to get married or have a husband or be with someone per se in college. And I had a wonderful friend with benefits experience. And it's, of course, then the movie wasn't out. But now the, the movie that's been out for a while with Ashton Kutcher, and it was like that. Like, we were cool friends. And, you know, we were, we just trusted each other. And there was no desire for it to go somewhere to be in a relationship. And when I found someone and which ultimately ended up being my husband, um, I ended it and it was done. And we're still friends to this day. I still um, know him. He's single. I'm single now. But, you know, it was just a positive experience. And we were very conscious about what it was. We might go to a, a party together and then be together at the end, or we would both go do our own thing one night and then call each other. There was no text messaging. <laughs> well, maybe there was, but it was like 10 cents of text message or something. But anyway, it was a positive, good experience that then led me into being married. And when I decided to leave my marriage and I knew that sex would still be very important to me as something that I was stress relief that I believe was positive. I'm a healthy individual that takes very good care of myself, but I'm also not going to just go sleep with anybody. And I also know I channel a lot of sexual energy that I needed to use for myself. And I think as a woman, and I shouldn't have to say that because we know I'm a woman, but as anyone who leaves a marriage and you want to feel independent outside of yourself. And I think I'm going to, I'm not trying to like choose my words to phrase it rightly. I'm trying to put it in a way that makes sense. But anyway, I wanted to channel that I could take care of myself by myself. And it wasn't some like, I am woman, hear me roar. It was really just me saying, I want to be in control of every next step moving forward. And in order to be in control of that, I want to know that I can handle every part of it. Okay. So I'm not just going to be having sex all the time. So how can I make sure I take care of myself better? And that was self-pleasuring and self-pleasuring with the idea that, that I am fully capable of handling all of my needs, not because I didn't want to find a partner or ever have sex again or whatever, but I wanted to do that. And I'm someone who is thinking about a hundred things 
um, at a time. <laughs> and I'm so much better. But I know that at times, even when I was married, thoughts would be coming through my head in the middle of sex about clients or whatever. And I wasn't like thinking about the client, but something I wasn't present. That was my fault, not his. And, you know, I, I'll take the blame, but whatever. We know it's it's two. But um, I wanted to be in that place to learn to shut off those different compartments in my mind. As a woman, we know, as a mother, as a business owner, that's just constantly. I wanted to surrender to the pleasure of it, let's say that. And so sometimes it would take me a long, <laughs> long time to self-pleasure, and then I'd get frustrated with myself and whatever. So um, I did that as part of my exiting and empowerment of myself. And even to this day, it's something I, I take the time to do for myself, not for anyone else. I'm not, I don't want to be watched. I don't want to, whatever. I want to just touch my body for myself and explore. And there will be, it's kind of like a meditation practice. Well, it is a meditation practice, not kind of. Like if someone sits and meditates and you lose your thoughts go somewhere else, you always bring yourself back to your breath. So for me, when I'm in it, clearly my thoughts will go multiple places because also as I'm channeling that energy, I get all these ideas and these inspirations. And um, then I'm thinking about something else. So like, I want to do this or I want to do that. And then I'm like, nope, Sarah, that's not what you're here for right now. Come back to this. So that that is where I want to start you with this mind frame of whether you're male or female, I think not just going into touching yourself as, hey, I want to hurry up and get to the end goal, that it's really about learning and understanding your body and loving on yourself. When I have women that are married and still feel sexual, but yet maybe have gained weight or don't feel as good about themselves, I talk about them letting, like really loving themselves. And if you have a great partner, spouse, lover, and you're not feeling wonderful about your body, I'm sure they love you so far past what you see in the mirror. And that's a good time to bring that person in if you're having blocks to say, yes, you need to learn how to love yourself. But sometimes if we allow ourselves to see how other people view us in a positive way, we begin to believe it. Because the mirror can tell us lies if we've, you know, and we'll tell ourselves something as long as we can and actually believe that it's true. And that's what happens in the mirror. And every time you get dressed, you curse your body and things. And so as we embark or as you embark on understanding your body in sexual energy and then into conscious sex, it's really about self-love. And I don't mean that in the, and it's not cheesy, but I don't mean that in the, oh, just love and accept yourself. But I mean, really understand and love on yourself. Like, how does my skin feel? Do I need to um, hydrate better? How am I, how is my body? Like, where are my curves and turns and where are my muscles? And where is, and I've really had to do that even more with my body as I change it in the gym or with my stretching and, um, oh, I like how that feels there or whatever. And then, of course, it feels great when someone else recognizes it and likes it, but I'm liking it first before I'm doing it for someone else. And I think that a lot of that is happening with women in their bodies. They know what's um, sexually responsive. They know what looks good and to be validated. And they're not necessarily doing it for themselves to feel amazing and empowered. They're doing it because they want the validation or the look from others. And so for me, of course, if I'm with a partner and they compliment me, I love it. But I want to look in the mirror and I want to love this. And it's about me. It's about me in the mirror. So as you listen to this, ideally, maybe you're getting a picture in your head of what I'm trying to talk about with yourself, male or female, because men also need to do it. I've had, you know, I know of men who have really 
like aesthetically great bodies who don't want to show it off because they're embarrassed by their bodies. And I'm, I'm always like, and not even in a sexual sense, like show it off. You've worked so hard. You look amazing, but they still obviously need to be healthy on the inside and healthy with the mind. And so it happens with men as much as it does women. And, um, I just think women are more, um, dissected and judged than men are. And that goes back to when I first started talking about, you know, my daughter bringing up the word whore or slut or um, there's a lot of conditions that go in their mind. And so I've met women and I've worked with women who find themselves very sexual, having high sexual energy, attracting a lot of men who are sexually attracted to them. And it isn't even about them showing off their body. It's just the energy and the empowerment and the confidence that they carry. It's come across that way. And as they explore that, they also go through periods of self-shaming of like, oh my God, I can't, am I a slut? Or why do I like this so much or whatever? It's because as women, we've been given these different labels. Instead of recognizing that, yes, we need to honor and love our bodies and respect our bodies, but that doesn't mean that we can't explore how we feel with a partner or someone else. And I'm saying this as an adult level. I'm not, uh, clearly there is abuse, there's sexual abuse, there's rape. I'm not going into that spot. So please stay with me from a positive mind frame because as you explore sexual energy and conscious sex, and as you explore your body, there is a lot of trauma that can be released through this exploration, and sexual trauma can be released. There's a lot of study in touch of, of um, the body and a lot of study of massage and yoga of releasing trauma through um, transmuting sexual energy to release. And I know personally for me, I hold tension in a lot of areas. And if I have a lover and I have conscious sex and they know me well or vice versa, that gets released. It's very therapeutic for me. And it's not um, just a wonderful thing. And that's what I desire for anyone, whether you're with a spouse, a partner, someone, is that you have those times where it's utilized to your advantage um, for both of you as opposed to it just being like, oh, gosh, either one of you just need to, you know, have sex and whatever. Because we all know that when it, that's happened and when you've had that, like, unconscious, mindless sex, it's, like, good for the minute, but then it's, like, draining, draining, draining. And you might not have recognized it as draining because of that, but it is because our energy can be literally sucked out of us from the other person. If we can do that by just being in someone's presence that's negative, imagine what we're doing when we're connecting bodies, of any regards, male with male, female with female, male, female, whatever, whatever. It's a, it's an energy transference. You're combining bodies just like a handshake and it can go so much deeper. So understanding your body would be the first. Understanding the conditions you have going on in your head, understanding the stupid lies you've told yourself, and then even being fine with where you are with what you're doing. Like maybe you're listening to this right now and you're like, Sarah, I don't like sex. I don't want to have sex. That's okay. Like that's where you are. Cool. I'm not trying to change you. But if that changes or you start getting little things that pop off in your head where you're um, recognizing that, you know, maybe you miss this, you miss touch, you miss making out, you miss kissing, something like that, then you can come back to this episode and say, ah, that does make sense. I see what she's saying here. Because transferring sexual energy, having a partner, having a lover doesn't always mean like sex as far as penetration. So 
really open your mind on this because this isn't um, silly talk. I'm not I'm not here having this like where we're trying to talk to, you know, high schoolers or immaturity like this is because when you tap into this, when you utilize this and it becomes a part of your life, it's really pretty magical and amazing. So you understand your body first. So that's male, female, like know it, like women know what your vagina looks like, know what other vaginas look like, know how your vagina performs, not just have a baby, but how is it? Learn it. Men, learn your body, learn what goes on with it, learn how things are going. Look at a circumcised penis versus an uncircumcised penis. Understand that if you were circumcised, what that meant for you a long time ago, it can go so deep. Again, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. But then if things aren't clicking or moving forward, you can't expect someone else to know your body if you don't know your body. Okay. Now you can learn your body through someone else, but you have to make sure you find a good person that you trust. And that could be your spouse. But on the other hand, you don't want to learn your body because something traumatic happened and you had to learn your body that way. Okay. So I'm always about being proactive, not reactive. So what is sexual energy? Well, sexual energy is, yes, it's what attracts us to other people, but it's also an energy like anything else inside our body that we can channel and transmute. Now, in the book, Think or Grow Rich, there is a whole section about sexual transmutation, mostly for men, and it talks about not masturbating and using that sexual energy to not ejaculate, but transferring it back through your body. And a really quick, easy way as you're listening to this is, you know, if you've heard about chakras or you know any of that, the chakras have different colors associated. Well, your sacral chakra is the orange chakra area, and the sacral is creativity, your sexual organs. And so if if I'm just starting to work with someone or say I've just, like I know someone and they're in that space, I will just give them a quick text message of, hey, here's, practice this. And it's not easy at first. They're like, Sarah didn't do anything for me. (laughs) But it's about saying, hey, if all of that energy is being held right there, and maybe it's a pressure uh, near your vagina or pressure um, and a lot of energy and blood flow going to your your penis or whatever, and you want to get off or you want to have sex or you want to like it's just kind of for some people it can be overwhelming and then that's where you have quote-unquote sexual addiction or people who are whatever but if you picture that and this is again very minor simple way to do this it's not saying it's like oh do this right now and it's gonna work but picture that energy that's right there that's just permeating that you want to utilize this orange, like an orange light. So we all know when we turn on a light or we see a light from afar, we know what a light is, right? And and if we picture the color orange in that area, and then we begin to use that and move it up through our body, like almost like we're through our mind bringing that light and we see it coming out of our stomach, our chest. And of course, there's other chakra areas. But what I want you to do is that orange, that energy and bring it up through your body and not feel like you have to utilize that energy by having sex with somebody. You utilize that energy by focusing as you move it on the things you want to accomplish. What can that energy do for you? And you can manifest, as you get better with this, manifest a lot with that sexual energy. And that doesn't mean you even have a partner involved or you're having sex. And so that's where the misconception is with people. And I think when someone first recognizes that they have tapped into that or they have this natural um, sexual energy that they think 
And they do. They attract partners and then they have sex and then it's fun for a while and then they recognize, wait a minute, that's draining. I'm, And literally someone is attracted to you because they want to drain you of that energy. Now, they aren't conscious of it. But um, anyway, and so, you know, I talked to a lady at the gym. I don't even know how we ended up getting on this, but she had had quite a bit of weight loss and she was just really into herself and into her body and it was really beautiful. But that, because she was so into herself and feeling herself this way, she was attracting a lot of men and she was having to be conscious about why they were there and having different partners. But she was also just loving the feeling of that. Now, did she probably always have this energy inside her and was permeating this and this glow that she had? Yes. But when she lost the weight, she shed those conditions and she shed that negativity she felt about herself and she began to accept it greater and then felt it was because she had lost the weight. And so I told her, I said, when you lost the weight, you lost that negativity and that view of yourself. All of this that you have here was already there. Now you're just showing it on a greater level because you consciously are seeing yourself in a different way because you lost the weight. And so now she's in the process of, you know, not that she's hooking up with all these guys, but that she's, you know, attracting all these guys, which feels good. It feels validating, makes you feel good as a woman and pretty and et cetera, but it's draining. She's recognizing. And so just as any healer or any person attracts wounded that needs to be healed, that can happen in the same way sexually. So it can be a man who channels a lot of sexual energy um, attracting women who need healed or vice versa, women attracting men who need healed. And you have to be conscious of that as you go through this process that you are not attracting wounded, as my, as my energy healer says, wounded dick, and um, that want to heal with your vagina. And so um, as funny as it seems and as blunt as that is, that's so true. And so that's what this is about. It's about you recognizing your energy channels and the way your body just processes through things. And in a simple way to think about energy is just when you've had a great thought and you all of a sudden feel just energized or the anticipation of knowing something great is about to happen. Maybe you're going to go on a vacation, you're going to whatever. You channel this anticipation, this great energy through you that gets you gets you excited, gets you prepared for that next big thing, right? Well, we should be carrying that kind of energy through us at all times, right? Because we are creating our life and we should be enjoying. And of course, we'll have times where we feel down or feel, you know, heavy. But ideally, we're using our thoughts and we're looking forward and we're transmuting that energy. And that same thing can happen sexually. And so that leads me into conscious sex. What is conscious sex? We know when we've had unconscious sex. Not saying you didn't choose it. I'm not going into the trauma side of it. I'm going into where you just hook up with somebody. You know you want to have sex and you hook up and you hope you get off. He's going to probably get off and whatever. It's unconscious. You just are both like, let's just have sex. Conscious sex is when you're both coming in and it's not it's not work. So I'm not saying we're putting a you know spreadsheet together <laughs> before we hook up. But it's you're both coming in with the same ideals that it's 100%, 100%. We're servicing each other. We're exploring each other. That might be different with every person. That might be a lot of touch. That might be cuddling. That might be, excuse my language if you don't like this word, but that might be fucking and that might be making love. That might be, and this might not be someone you're in love with, okay? But energetically, you are together. And I think where we are now with 
not always being in a place to have a relationship or wanting a committed relationship, that if you're someone, especially someone like me, who has a lot of sexual energy, someone who likes to utilize it, but isn't trying to have a lot of partners, then I like to have a lover. That's what I call it, because I like to have a lover that I know that it's not work. It's stress relief. It's tension relieving. It's someone who can go in and open me up and get rid of my stress for that moment. And, and it's not about me being like, well, come me later or let's talk or but we're we're friends and we respect each other and we care and we might support each other's stuff out in public or whatever but it's not about the end game isn't about trying to get this person to fall in love with you now there you got to be careful with that because when you are connecting that much with someone and you're having conscious sex it you will care about them but you realize that there's different levels of care and you have to be very conscious and very open and you also have to communicate. You also have to make sure each other understands. And if either one is not understanding or getting off of that or one falls for the other, you have to be very uh, aware and respectful of the person. So that's to me what conscious sex is. So you're coming together consciously to exchange energy sexually because We've all had those times where male or female where we know someone just that we knew and we said, okay, but just used us for sex. You both got, you got done and you're like, wow, that wasn't, that wasn't like it's been before. They just kind of did it because they wanted to get off. And that, to me, that's also very violating and very like, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Like, and so if you're someone who's out there, a conscious male or female that's saying, wait a minute, like I haven't sexed for a long time because I also, I love it, but I also didn't want to get, this is where you, you have to communicate and you have to um, possibly seek out someone that knows you and understands you and that it doesn't become work. It becomes something there you can connect. You might, maybe you go out to dinner first. Maybe you just hang out at the house and watch a movie and then you have whatever each other you need. But that goes back to the beginning of my my thing is understanding your body. You can't con- you can't communicate to someone else what you need and how you feel if you don't understand what your own body needs. And vice versa, they also have to understand that. And maybe they're not as conscious going into it, but you can help or teach them. And I guide clients on this, and I've guided men on this too, because there are, believe it or not, a lot of men who have got tired of the... Um, overwatching a porn like and and men you know women watch porn too but men go crazy on it right and then they have a skewed idea of what sex should be like with a real partner because porn is acting porn is not really real and then that messes with a man when he goes in to have a partner because he thinks it needs to look like what he saw on porn and that's not how it works and so then it all gets messed up and then they realize and I've had men say this like I had to stop watching it because it was messing up real life and I realized like and so now they begin to have conscious sexual experiences they might have many lovers they might have one they might be married they might whatever but that conversation is being opened up and you have to have that with your partner you know I mean we we know and if we've had a, um, if we have a partner, a spouse, if they're keeping something from us, you're going to know it even more in the bedroom when two bodies come together. 
And so that's what conscious sex is. And even furthermore, if you have a conscious partner and say one is working on something or the other is working on something business-wise or whatever, you can bring that into the bedroom not to talk about it and add a burden, but you can bring it into the bedroom to say, what do you need to manifest right now? What do you need to do to help this be birthed better? And you guys are both on the same page as you combine bodies. And that's it's really, really powerful. And that could be from oral sex. That could be from sex. That could just be from touching. All of that, that you're conscious with each other. Like, what do you want to manifest together today? What do you want to work on? Like, and again, it's not like work. I don't say that. It's, but it's about consciously working together on something through that sexual energy and connection. And so oh, I've kind of gone over some deep stuff on this one. Um, definitely, maybe, maybe some of you more than you can handle, but um, I like this conversation. I like this talk. I like when I meet men or women and we have this talk. And again, I can meet men and talk to them about this and has nothing to do with either of us wanting each other. It's more about a conscious conversation. And it's because, too, if if a male or a female and they're in a committed relationship, marriage or just committed, and you can have this conversation with someone and take that back to your partner, it can be life-changing. It can be a really wonderful thing that happens. But who do you go to talk to about it? How do I talk about it? How is it not taboo? How do I not feel gross? It's kind of like, again, like talking about poop and, and, and those kind of things. And so I'm very well aware that there's the other side of this that's serious and traumatic. And, and we work through that because I have clients and we work through that. But right now on this, in this lighthearted version of More Than You Can Handle, we're talking about how to transfer the sexual energy and even tap into it, recognizing you have it. And it and it get past the idea of this is a certain body that looks this way or a pretty person versus a, you know, it's not even about the aesthetics. It's about the energy and the vibrance and the light that someone puts off that just makes them really attractive and sexy. And um, that's what we're talking about. And so... I'll kind of recap as I close and go in before we go into the next segment, but sexual energy and conscious sex. So why? Why do we have it? It's very healing, okay? It's very healing. It's very stress relief. It can be a great way to, I want to say, I don't like, you can't use the word cure, but a way to prevent and a way to correct things that are going poorly with your health. Um, you got to understand your body, though. You got to know how to touch your body before someone else can touch it. And that's not even about touching yourself sexually. That can be dry brushing. That can just be really being conscious as you put on lotion after you get out of the shower of feeling your body. I've had clients who do not like where their body is because they've gained weight or things have gone on and they they cuss themselves as they get dressed because their clothes doesn't fit them as well. And and what we what we want is this to be full circle, not to just feel sexy and sexual in the bedroom, but feel sexy and sexual all the time and feel just pretty and look in the mirror and love yourself. Okay. And then we go into sexual energy and understanding that it is something that everyone carries and you can transfer that energy just like anything else through your body to um, give you natural energy, to manifest things, to just um, get through your day in a way that's um, just full of light. And then I went into conscious sex and that's about, you know, going into sex consciously, not just trying to fuck somebody to get off. It's really about two people coming together and maybe it's a three-hour session. Maybe y'all just met 
um, and had a quickie, but you were with that person and you got what it was and, and you were conscious about it. It wasn't just like, hey, let's just have sex to have sex or we got drunk and hooked up or whatever. Like that's just draining and that can be like a worse hangover than the alcohol you had. So um, that's what today has been about. And I hope that you've gained something, like I said, been inspired. It allows you to take some things back either to your partner um, or to yourself in front of the mirror and say, gosh, I got to get to know myself. I got to start seeing what I got going on here because all of us as a whole is amazing, but we tend to forget and ignore parts of us that um, are so important for us to just be this ultimate healthy great person that's living our purpose and manifesting the things we want. So, um, and as if there's any good segue, I'm going to go into the taste test. At the end of every podcast or close to the end, I grab, I've grabbed something in the um, grocery store that is in the natural health section or in the section that's supposed to be healthy stuff. And I haven't tried it before, and I'm going to try it, do a taste test, and review. So this is a one-plant bar. I I will taste it on this, and you get to hear me, and I said it's like those, um, whatever they're called, that eat on the can, like eat in the microphone, and you can hear them chew and stuff. I've, I've referenced that before. My daughter's brought those people. She's like, it's satisfying. I'm like, no, it's not satisfying, but you guys can see. So this is a one-plant bar. It is non-GMO verified. Now, if you don't know what non-GMO, okay, so GMO foods are unfortunately everywhere. There is a nonprofit organization put together called the um, Non-GMO Project where they go and verify non-GMO because you can be non-GMO and not be organic. If you're organic, you are definitely non-GMO. And so it's not that the non-GMO is wrong if it's not been verified, but at this point in these days, you can make any claim on the outside of the label that isn't true. So people will put non-GMO. Non-GMO verified by the non-GMO project is a step further to verify that it's not been used with any genetically modified ingredients. So this one's certified gluten-free. So if you have any gluten allergies or celiac or gluten sensitive, we know it's certified. And why that's important also is because something can still contain gluten-free ingredients, but be cross-contaminated with gluten. And I know everybody thinks like people are like, oh, whatever, that's just such a fad now. No, I've had clients with celiac and they can literally die if they got gluten. Um, so they have to check sauces, they have to check seasonings, they have to check all kinds of things because if they have celiac and they get gluten, it is very, very, um, it's very bad. And even just a slight little bit of something will give them a headache for a day. So it is um, something to be very serious about. And then it's vegan. It's certified vegan. Now, this is the one plant bar. I got the carrot cake just because I normally would not pick up a carrot cake anything. I like carrot cake, but as far as a bar, I wouldn't. And it's got 12 grams of protein and only one gram of sugar. 170 calories for the bar. Now, when you look at the ingredients... Um, the only allergen that it shows is it's, um, contains almonds. So if you have an issue with nuts, clearly you're not going to have this, but the protein base is pea protein, rice protein, and almond protein. So it's not going to be, um, paleo or keto because it does have a grain in it with the rice. Now, of course it does have some, a little bit of natural preservatives, um, but it is sweetened with monk fruit, which is cool. And, um, 
So anyway, like I said, I tried not to look at it. I picked it up. This might be actually one of the better choices. I don't know how it'll taste, but as far as ingredients, there really isn't that many ingredients. Now there is soluble corn fiber, which also can be an irritant. Um, and so, you know, there are some things that don't make this like stellar, but as far as bars go so far on the ingredients, it's not like some of them that I've had. Okay. Let me open it. So it's got a white, um, is that cream like supposed to be like cream cheese? I guess like carrot cake because carrot cake has cream cheese, right? Like it's got the white coating over it. So let me pick off a little piece and it doesn't look like carrot cake on the inside, but there is a little bit of orange, but. And it's, there's no texture to the inside. There's no like nuts or seeds you're chewing on. Um, now I would imagine if it didn't have this white coating on the outside, it would be super, super bland because I think that's where the sweetness comes from. But for the most part, it's, I mean, it's dry. I mean, it's, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do bars anymore because I'm just kind of always like, eh, they're so cliche in the way they are. But that's, you're buying something that's packaged and made to put on the shelf for a long period of time. So, I mean, what should I expect? But for the most part, ingredients, not too bad. The One Planet Bar Carrot Cake. Um, like I said, ingredients, clearly not the worst. Taste, I would give it like a seven, considering a bar eight. It's the carrot cake. It's not too bad. Like, if I was in a pinch or in a hurry, I could pick this up and I wouldn't. It's, it's decent enough, right? But I went with a fruity one on this one too because I'm always tend to lean towards like chocolate or something. So anyway, there is your um, bar taste test for the day, okay? And at the end of podcast, I want you all, and I stated in my very first episode, you can go back to that. What's vulnerability to you? Um, and you know, I thought of another one just now that vulnerability is me talking about this subject to you in public and open like this and to where it's out here for infinity. Um, but it is something I'm passionate about. It's more of the work I'll be doing, um, this year with, with clients and putting on a retreat, dealing with, um, sexual energy and sex. And so I'm being vulnerable right now, sharing this all with you, but what is that to you? And I just also want to know, has anyone told you you're more than you can handle? Guys, thank you so much for being here and listening to me on this podcast today. Um, don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you like what you're hearing. We got more topics to come and guests. And follow me on social media at Sarah Moore Health with Sarah with an H at Sarah Moore Health on Instagram and Facebook. Sarah H M underscore health at Twitter. And then online, my website is sarahmorehealth.com. Y'all, thank you so much. I, I'm i really enjoying doing this. I chose to do the podcast as a lot of things just for fun as an outlet for me. And so far, so good. I'm enjoying it. So thanks for joining me. Be more than you can handle. Bye.